This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock, or relatively close. Do you want me to comment on that? All right, you got to give me a better question. I'm a little tired right now. This is a Super Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. You ever seen one of those little water dragons run across the water? Like, that's what I envision every time he's running with the football. The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Monday. It's your sports bros, Ralph and Sue. So, I'm Roth. Sada. Big Sook's right over there. Right here. Sada. <laughs> Coming up tomorrow, or I mean tonight, not tomorrow. I don't know what's going on tomorrow, but tonight in the club, uh, we have a little Grammys talk. Mm-hmm. Got some audio. I caught some of it. Ooh. I did too. I, I told myself, what? Well, okay, so I saw the ads for the Grammys, mm-hmm. and I went, <laughs> I won't be watching that. <laughs> Poofed. Sure enough, uh, it got my attention, and I watched it. I didn't watch it all. I'm a, with Grammys. I'm a check-in guy. I like to. I, like I watched to pl- the whole thing. Did you really? Yeah, because you're right. It's like there's some things that you just don't care about, and just it's like whatever. Yeah, because a lot of that music. Things, a lot of that music, I don't even like. I'm like, who? But what? there are other things that are great. There's, it's it's only about like the Grammys is all about moments. There will be moments that are great. Yes. And Tracy Chapman being one of them, mm-hmm. but. You never really know when those are going to come up, so you have to watch it the whole time. Although that's see, how I view it. So I was I was roped into the whole thing because I was waiting to see Billy Joel. Yeah, Billy Joel performed his new song, which we aired here exclusively on the fan. You never heard it anywhere else, and it's wonderful. It is wonderful, and he did great. He, he belted it out up yeah. there. Uh, he's old, but you know, still Billy Joel. The nice part about the, today, and I had to I had to sift through a lot of crap to get to the Billy because Billy Joel's right at the end. Here's the beauty part: when you follow it on Twitter or X, yeah. As as you go along, they'll let you, like I I'm a big I love Miley Cyrus. I do too. I, I just and she had a whole uh, Zool thing happening from Ghostbusters and she looked like a Thundercat. I just love that's a good call, Chitara. I love everything that Miley Cyrus has going on, and I did not see Miley Cyrus perform. But Twitter immediately within two seconds is like, oh my god, did you see Miley Cyrus? And then the video is right there. True. So I, I that's don't true. I don't need to watch the whole. There thing. were basically three moments. Ah, four. Yeah, four. I would say that the Chapman one was probably the one that was getting the most. Oh yeah, the most. Play. And that was early. Yes, Tracy Chapman sang "Fast Car" with uh, Luke Combs. Luke Combs, and that I did. And see. And it was really good. That one I did see live. And but then of course, had... then that was controversy because people are now upset that it was Luke Combs. It was Tracy Chapman with Luke Combs. No, Luke Combs 
shouldn't have been the headliner, according to people. That's the big internet. Yeah. You know, everyone's angry that Tracy Chapman wasn't getting top billing. Well, I'm not angry. No, um, I don't care. Then he, we had, he did that song, by the way, this year. He put out a cover yeah. of it. We had Joni Mitchell. That was interesting to see her old ass up there. Yes, and she you is a thousand years old. Taylor Swift announcing a new album, like shocking everyone. Well, and going for, for while four. on the stage. Yeah. And then you had Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And outside of that, you well, didn't miss much. Billy. Nah, I mean, he was fine. Look at you, me. I know you love him, but come on, that wasn't the greatest. That song is great. Yeah. But he's I, just older than dirt now. I love Billy. And then that Travis Scott guy was out there, but I didn't. Yeah, see, I, that's that one I, I don't care. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. This guy's like he's, making a lot of money. He's off married this? to a Jenner. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. He's married to, I don't know, Kylie or one of those. I don't well, know. anyway. He's got a Jenner kid, and he's we a have big deal. Grammys talk. And a follow-up on Spunky Old Broad um, <laughs> Friday, the poll question was, can you, well, the club poll question was, yeah. Will it be acceptable for Souk to call his dog-walking neighbor a spunky old broad? Yeah. Which, by the way, I was out today. I did not see Richard Simmons out on my walk. It was raining, and, you know, she doesn't like to go out in the rain. Well, Friday, you you panicked, and you I did. did not. I flailed. You did not. No. Call her a spunky We old came face-to-face. Face you thought I, about it. I thought about it, and I, I cowered it out. <laughs> and I thought that was good. It's like, man, don't call her that. Well, the listeners disagree. <laughs> They're saying Probably because they I, want you to call her that. Probably. And get... Your throat's lit or something. <laughs> but anyway, we've got that. Uh, maybe a little TV talk. So much stuff in the club. Up next, um, are we ready for NBA trade deadline week? Because mm-hmm. it's here. Yes. If you're ready for that. Portland may not make a move. Um, and it's about time. And leave it to the Ravens to be the first. We'll get to that. But right now, the Hot 5 at 5. Oh! Hot topics. Hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number 5. The Men's World Cup is coming to Seattle. We knew that. 2026. Mm-hmm. This is soccer for those of you that don't know what that means. Um, now we have the dates. Seattle will get six games in all, and uh, one of the group stage games will include Team USA. Uh, those dates are July 15, 19, 24, and 26. I'm going to try to get tickets. Worst case scenario, I'll do a media pass thing, but I am going to get my ass up there. And they're and it's cool because I mean they're they're hosting games in Mexico and Canada, the United States. Um, this is one I'm not going to let go by. I'm even thinking about maybe trying to go and, and see a couple of these, maybe go to a different venue. I would like to take part in what the World Cup has. I went offer. to a World Cup qualifier match um, up at Lumen Field in, I guess it was, would have been like two World Cup cycles ago. And just the qualifying was awesome. I would really like to be at the actual World yeah. Cup game up there. And if it goes well, and it should, then I need to just sack up and go actually see it in a country that really loves soccer. I think, like, hearing Joey talk about going to that, like, that's that that should be bucket list sports Number stuff. four. Mariners bolstered their bullpen over the weekend. They got reliever Gregory Santos in a trade with the White Sox. You probably don't know him, but he's pretty good. Yeah, there was an article today saying how the Mariners turned three red paper clips into a nice reliever. Red paper clips? Yeah, what I didn't. What does that mean? I, I'm, I'm assuming it was probably, a, you know, that idea of, like, the, the guy that started the paperclip and he got a house out of it. I think it was the idea of the Mariners, like, 
did a bunch of garbage and then found their way into a good relief. Yeah, they agreed with you. He was pretty good. Yeah, the Roy- he is good. He got hurt last year, but uh, he's young. Uh, Royals hand out the largest contract in its franchise history. Uh, 11 years, $288 million to young Bobby Witt Jr. Are you happy now that they actually paid someone? Uh, yeah. Is I mean, this uh, the largest contract in Royal history? I just said that. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Literally that. just said that. Missed it. But, um, yeah, I'm happy they paid him. I think they... Yeah. I mean, there was some talk that maybe they would trade him or just not pay him because that's yeah, what we're used cheap. to. At the same time, I don't... I mean, he's good, but $288 million? Oh. My God. <laughs> George Brett is somewhere furious right now. Uh, slugger Jorge Soler is a coveted free agent. He is currently in negotiations with the Giants. The Gigantes. Yeah, screw the Giants. What does Bay Area Rye think? I don't know enough about Soler to have an opinion on this yet. I, he can hit moms. Well, they need that, so I guess I like it. Uh, the Ducks landed five-star receiver Gatlin Bear over the weekend. He chose Oregon over Michigan. He is LDS, so he's going to go on a mission. He won't enroll until 2026. It'll be at BYU. Give it time. Give it time. The Lord will work its magic. Pretty amazing, though. One of the fastest kids in the country, a white kid from Idaho who was named after sprinter Justin Gatlin. Yeah, it's very strange. Hmm. Dan Lanning's 2024 recruiting class is now ranked third behind Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Ohio State just hired Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. Now he may be off to Boston College. Reports are he is finalizing a deal to become their head coach. He is a Boston native. The coaching carousel continues. It's crazy. You know, and then, you know, they'll go steal an offensive coordinator for someone else or leaves another gap. It's like a never-ending, uh, never-ending cycle. The Chiefs are practicing for the Super Bowl at the Raiders practice facility, but the Niners are at UNLV, and they are not happy. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. Have you seen the Raiders facility? It's amazing. Apparently. The, the UNLV uh, running Rebels, not so much. Apparently they laid sod over the Rebels' turf field, and it's given players footing problems. Um, they, they have what's called the hardness score for fields. Yeah. The NFL's average is 78. There is no field that scores under a 70. This field is thought to be in the 50s. Yeah, so they're livid. So the NFL said, we can try to get you a different sod field, but we don't know when we're going to get that in or what shape it's going to be in. It's hard to bring in existing sod and have it ready to go. Or they're trying to negotiate some opportunities to go practice where the Chiefs are practicing if they're willing to split it. So, you know, I'd just like to see early in the week, we've already got uh, controversy about the Chiefs being given uh, an advantage. And I don't know how that gets chosen that the Chiefs get the you know, the, the, the Raiders facilities. and, and I think because they're the home team. They're the home team. Which I'm not sure why, because the 49ers were a one seed and the Chiefs were not. I wonder if it just, I, think it I wonder if it alternates I AFC, and NFC. I think it must. I, I, I know that the Niners are considered the road team and are wearing their road whites. One. one other announcement from the Super Bowl. There is a week one Friday night game in Brazil this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And the league says that the Eagles will be the home team for that game. Oh, okay. And uh, Pat Mahomes' dad got busted for another Dewey, so there's that. (laughs) Uh, Cliff Kingsbury backed out of a deal to become the Raiders' offensive coordinator. Uh, Las Vegas instead hires Luke Getze to run its offense. He's formerly of the Bears. Cliff Kingsbury then takes the commander's offensive coordinator position, which means Eric Bieniemy becomes a free agent. Yeah, you know, it's, and I I feel for Bieniemy because... You know, for all the, the talk of how great he was in Kansas City, he had to leave to, to go try to build a, his own reputation away from Andy Reid. That didn't work out so well, and now he gets dumped for Cliff Kingsbury. And I don't know where he lands at this point. I mean, most of the jobs are, are, are already taken. So his uh, it's been a rough couple of years for Vienna. 
Uh, the Seahawks are expected to hire Jay Harbaugh as special teams coordinator. That's Jim's son. Comes from Michigan, so he does not follow his daddy. Uh, University of Washington has nabbed Bill Belichick's son as defensive coordinator. Steve Belichick joins Jed Fish's staff after 12 seasons as defensive coordinator under his daddy. The last five where he was defensive play caller. So we now have a Carroll and a Belichick running units with the Washington Huskies. Right. Yeah. The sc- offense is run by Pete's kid, and the defense is run by Belichick's kid. And Harbaugh's kid is special teams for the Seahawks. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of a lot of famous families running around. Although Fish is going to run the offense. I mean, it's he'll be the play caller and all that. But it's just weird to think that we've got a Carol and a Bill uh, Belichick disciple all on that staff. The Hot, offense was ripping. The Hot 5 at 5 is brought to you by Victor Rico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victorricos.com. Who will be traded on NBA trade deadline day or during NBA trade deadline week? And the Ravens make an interesting hire. We'll get to those items coming up on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You know, this pertains to nothing, but I'm going to toss it in right here because it's on my TV screen and I'm thinking about it. Okay, go for it. Do you, does enough credit, is enough credit given to this hire? One of the low-key greatest hires in all of sports in the last hmm, 10 years or so. Okay. 15 years. Tony Bennett at Virginia. (laughs) It's a valid point because he's the unsexiest hire right. of all time. Like, and remember when that we when he when he was yanked out of Washington State, went to Virginia. We we're like, that's weird. Yeah, we're like, why? Because he had a good name up there at Washington State, and you thought that he was prime for a big job. And Virginia was not considered a big job. And he's had his fair share of egg on his face, but they're good every year. And oh yeah, national championship. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, before he turned into this. He did get bounced as the first 16 to lose yeah. to a one, and yep. then he backed it up by yep. winning a national yep. title. Yep. So. That's a great freaking hire. Yes. And they just showed it. So they're on the TV right now. They're playing Miami, and they're kicking the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And they're good again this year, Virginia. Yeah. And they just showed a stat that said they are 113-2 and two in giving up 50 or fewer points. Well, and that's the other thing about them is they play – 
they play maybe the ugliest style of basketball that you'll ever see. And that's not amazing in that most teams probably win a lot when they give up 50 or fewer. What's amazing about that is he has had 115 games at Virginia yeah, where they when they've up. given up 50 or fewer. Yeah. And, and you would if if he played if he played an up tempo style and had the same success, we would talk about Tony Bennett completely differently. But Virginia is one of those, and I'm trying to think of like who would be a. There's not one in football because basketball is is different. It's a broader pool. But I'm trying to think of an equivalent where I mean, you've won a national title. You're good every year, but we don't really consider you elite. We don't talk about you as a, as as a blue blood. We don't. I don't know. They they they've kind of. The best I can think is maybe like Virginia Tech back in the day when they had You're that football, right? Football, yeah. Like it just, but they never won. They played for a national title, but they never won one. It's a weird little space that they occupy. Like you look at his record there. I mean, it's what's his record? What's his overall record? Uh, let me give for Virginia. Just at Virginia, he is three hundred and fifty-eight and one hundred and thirty. He has a, almost a seventy-four percent winning percentage. Yeah, great hire, man. And he's been to the tournament every. Uh, he missed it the first two years. And then since then, yeah, they've they've missed they missed a couple, but I mean, it's it's full of I mean, it's just 30, 30 wins, thirty wins, thirty wins, twenty nine. They're playing Miami right now, and Miami's pretty good. They Miami has twenty five points with nine minutes left. Yeah, that sounds about right. And Virginia only has forty nine, but again, they're beating them by well, they're doubling 20, them yeah, up, doubling them up. Would you? Love to Tony Bennett. Would you want Tony Bennett? Like, yeah. you know, Kansas can get kind of yes. who they want. Yes. You would sign up for Tony Bennett. Yeah. Knowing that you are going yeah. to be playing games that are 43 to 41. I think that's a safe That's a safe hire. Yeah. I mean, dude, you know who was mentioned when Bill Self, before Bill Self got the job, mm-hmm. you know who they were talking about? So this- Who was a big name. It was a big name. They so were this, this is obviously after Roy left. Yes. And you would think you can go get whoever you want. I don't. Uh, who are we talking about? Tom Crean. Really? Yes. That's who was in the the mix, huh? That's why it's scary. Yeah. You never know when the guy. You that's just never know. Well, and, you and go, that's why I think Tony Bennett is just safe, safe and good. Well, you think about the you know from Shaka Smart to, I'm trying to think of of guys that were exactly. viewed as the next great thing that kind of, you know. And Bennett would fit us too. Like he's he's a very. You know, because, well, one, we're all good looking, right? Yeah, clearly. And two, he's, you know, just very humble champion. <laughs> like all We are us. all good looking as in every male from Kansas? <laughs> yeah, right? You didn't know that? <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. Dan Lanning? Myself? If, if you ask the average person, do you think, the average sports fan, do you think they remember Virginia winning a, a national title? No. Is no. that the most nondescript it was a, basketball national champion that we've had? Well, Virginia is just very... They're just not memorable, even when they win. Can you Virginia? Re- that's what I'm. I'm at, like I'm. That uh, the who, only reason who was remember, on that team? Uh, they had Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Ty Jerome was on that team, I think. Uh, the only reason I remember them winning was because that game was really good. They went to overtime against Texas Tech. Mm. Well, they the also that... had a wild one against Auburn, where they had to come from behind. I think they were down like ten with like a ninety seconds left <gasps> or something like that. That's the one thing, you know, you give basketball credit is it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking through, unlike football, I mean, I guess, I mean, last year we had UConn and you got Baylor mixed in there, Virginia, Villanova won a couple, 
Louisville got one. There certainly is a little more. Um, you know, Florida won a couple with Billy Donovan. It's a little more spread out than than college football. It's not just the. Well, it has been lately. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at their team. Because I don't remember. I mean, they were 35 and three. Um, yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, they were. They were the number one seed. You just don't. I just remember, I honestly, I remember more of Virginia bowing out early in the tournament than I do them winning the tournament. It was like, oh, yeah, Virginia lost again. Mm. Anything of note looking through that team? Well, DeAndre Hunter was on the team. Okay. And he went, I think he was a top five pick. Um, really, was I Justin think- Anderson on that team or is he already gone? I don't know. Most of the it looks like mo- I mean most of the studs in that game were Texas Tech guys. Yeah, yeah it's just Culver the, and yeah, Virginians are just kind of it's like yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of early season bowouts. Yeah, Ty Jerome. So he was the right. white kid. Yeah, didn't they? They had another guy named Guy, right? Something Guy. <laughs> Something Guy. They did. Yeah, <laughs> they had a they had Kyle a, Guy. Kyle Guy. Something there he is. Something Guy. God, they, even their names are generic. <laughs> Tony Bennett. God bless her. Well, yes, a great hire. You are correct. Okay. That was an unbelievable hire. Um, why? Okay, real quick on the turf sitch. Why mm. can't they get the fields right at the Super Bowl? Like, what's going on with that? We had footing issues last year in the yeah. Eagles, uh, ni- uh, the Eagles Chiefs game. Where was that one at? That was Phoenix. That was Phoenix. Uh, the the one in Vegas now has to be brought in, and and, and I guess. I mean, guess this is the larger problem: is they put in a new field every year for the Super Bowl, and it. I don't know enough about grass, but seemingly replacing a field in a couple weeks is a real challenge. Because you're right; they just don't get it right very often. I was I I was watching the one for for this year, and and what they're doing is they they brought it in from like California. It's sitting outside. They get there, but it's it's not getting brought into the stadium until like a day or two before. But they said that last year. Remember, they said that the company that did that worked a year, a year to get that field ready, and it ended up being an absolute abomination. Yeah, I don't really get it. But they, so the the Niners are pissed about their practice field at UNLV because they put sod, they laid sod over their turf field. Yeah, and I guess it's just super soft, and people are falling all over the place. They and, said there's seams on it, like you you can see the seams too yeah. between the sod. That, yeah. So they're worried about guys Not cleats good. getting. Well, like caught in there. Dude, wait until the World Cup. This because uh, soccer, the World Cup will not be played on artificial grass. You can't. They they have to play it on uh, on on real turf. And so a lot of these stadiums are tearing up their field turf, or they're going to do this and put it over the top. Wait until the the European clubs get to the United States and they're playing on crappy soccer fields laid over artificial turf. It's going to be a thing because seemingly this is something that we can't we can't get right. You are. I, I. How many stories do we have to read about crappy fields before someone figures out that whatever we're doing is it, it, just it's not good enough? I feel like. It and how does Europe the, get it right, but not us? Doesn't it happen at the Rose Bowl too? Yeah, all the Rose time. Rose Bowls always guys yeah, are slipping all over the place. Well, again, anytime you have these big bowl games, they bring in they bring in new grass. And honestly, I think some of it is that we have just gone to so much turf field. I, I think we're just. I think we're getting sloppy and lazy because not a lot of places have real grass anymore. So they had Roger Goodell doing the, um, you know, the State of the Union type of thing today. Yeah. Because they're all in Vegas for the Super Bowl, and he said that they believe a hybrid playing surface, which is uh, turf and grass, is something that they're interested in, and they want to. They're looking more into that. 
Really? Boy, yeah. how is that going to work? I don't be interested. That's what he said, though. Well, my guess is this is going to be, you know, you start with a base of, of the artificial and then the real stuff kind of grows through it. Like hair transplants, right? You got your own hair. <laughs> you, you get the other stuff that kind of grows into thicket because people are upset. Like the, the NFL and, and soccer believes that there's more injuries and it's it's not good to play on the artificial surface, but it's so easy to care for. And that's the one that everyone wants to go to. And I don't know, maybe the hybrid stuff does does make sense. I'm just fascinated in a league that makes a gajillion dollars a year that players or owners are so damn cheap that they can't finance a, a, a grounds crew to put together good fields. It's kind of stunning to me. Baseball does it. Yeah. Soccer does it. Why are we, you know, why are we the sport that can't figure this out? And it can't be that hard. We like at BYU, I think now, I think we have artificial grass too, but we had, we had real grass at Lavelle Edwards stadium. It was amazing. And, you know, even in the winter, Arizona State, go look at whatever Arizona State's doing. Arizona State and Alabama had the nicest damn grass. It was like playing on a putting green. It was amazing. And maybe that has something to do with the weather. Maybe it's harder to grow in different parts of the country. But dude, when you play on a really good grass field, it is, there's nothing better. Artificial turf sucks. This stuff is better than the old turf they have, well, but it's nowhere near as good as grass. Just goes to show the game's rigged in favor of the Chiefs. They get the Raiders <laughs> facilities, and the Niners got to practice at little old UNLV. Well, they're saying they, they may end up getting a chance to play at the Raiders facility, too. They're saying this isn't going to... Oh, they're so, both going to practice there? Supposedly, that they're, they're, they've given them an option of trying to bring in a new field, but they can't guarantee when it's going to get there or what condition it's going to be in, or they can try to work out a schedule with the Chiefs to let them bus over over. They won't be able to use necessarily the facility, but they'll bus over and use the practice right. field. Where I was going to say, I mean, it's not like the Chiefs are going to be on that field for 12 hours a day. They'll yes. have a couple hours, and you would think they could spare a couple for the Niners to work it. Not work out at the facility, but just to use the field. Yeah. Where are the teams staying? Do you know? Do they stay on the Strip, or do they quarantine them way out? Well, the like... media is staying at the Luxor. The what? Yes. They're at the Luxor? Yeah. Oh, God. It, there was a joke going around last week about how much the NFL hates their own media by putting them up in there. The yeah. Luxor. I guess the Niners are at the Hilton Lake Las Vegas Resort. Yeah, they won't put them. The, and the Chiefs are a mile away at the Westin. Yeah, they'll, they'll put, them, put them out. They'll put them out a little bit. You know, like Make them Uber in there. Yeah. No, you're, not, you're not putting them to on the party. <laughs> and then they'll have to rent out like entire floors and there's security. And, yeah, you're not just mingling with the, mm-hmm. you know. With the All right, uh, up next, the Ravens have made an interesting hire, and who will be traded this week in the NBA? It's 534. Here's Buck. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. I found an article from last year after last year's Super Bowl with the sod father. I guess yeah, that's a, George Toma. Yeah, George Toma. He was the Royals. Um, you know, growing up a Royals fan, mm-hmm. uh, George Brett was king. Yeah. Do you know who was close? Are we going with with George Toma? Dude, he was a god there. Really? Yes, and they had artificial turf. Yeah. But he was the he was in Kansas City. I, I don't remember I don't remember the story behind him, but George Toma George Toma was uh the guy in charge of the fields out there so, and So I guess he's cons- Everybody loved him. Yeah, I guess he he's known as the sod father. He consults with the NFL. He retired. 
And he was so pissed off about the way the Super Bowl was handled. And, and now the way he, in this article, he's talking about how new fields being installed and like the one last year and this year, they're not they're inside stadiums. So they're rolled in like they're, they're they're grown outside and then they're put in. And he just says that people just don't take the time and the effort to do what's necessary to get good grass. He even said in this one, they put a tarp over it to try to protect it from the uh, halftime show rehearsals and stuff. And he said the field was actually rotting underneath the turf mm-hmm. and that these you just can't do this to, to grass and expect it to respond and that there's certain protocols that you have to do. And he basically said that he's retiring now. He basically said he can't stand it anymore and the NFL can no longer tell him what to do. So he just thinks that. So the, he was the Super Bowl guy for I, I for didn't years know and years and years. See, I only knew him as the Royals guy yep. and the Chiefs guy, but yep. um, he was the Super Bowl guy from 1967. Yep. And he says, to like, now. he says, I can't take it anymore. Uh, he was not pleased with how the league responded to the field issues uh, this this year and in the past. He said, "Me and the league are finished. They can't tell me what to do anymore. We're done. They don't know what they're doing." <laughs> so my guess is that this guy's probably coming in, and this is the part that amazes me, right? Beloved. You got, well, you got a guy that clearly knows what he's been. He's doing it forever, and he's going to the NFL and saying, "Hey, this is the way this needs to get done." And I understand it's expensive. I understand it's time consuming, but you have to do these things. And it sounds like the NFL is just like no, and then you end up with a crappy surface. Yeah. Well. He would know. Yeah. My buddy did text, and uh, I got a buddy that's a diehard Packers fan. He said Green Bay did do the uh, hybrid stuff. He said that a couple years ago, I don't know if they're still doing it, but the grass wouldn't grow late in the year in Lambeau, and so there was nothing they could do, so they started stitching in artificial patches to cover in the dead spots in the field at Lambeau. Because I'm sure that is a thing, that when grass dies in Green Bay in December, you can't regrow new grass. So what do you do? I guess you... I don't know. You Frankenstein that son of a bitch, and you put in some put in some artificial turf. Wow. Yeah. Because if you've ever played on a rotten, bad field, it's it's rotten grass is one of the the toughest things. Where one year we played the University of Utah for our last games, so that would have been like what Thanksgiving, and their field had completely rotted, and so they had to spray paint it green because it was just mud. So there was no grass really, and it was just was spray paint. You remember when they used to like the Chargers and the Niners? You'd they'd play on the baseball fields, yeah. And so part of the football field would be dirt infield, and part of it would be grass. Yep, they did that in <laughs> Oakland. They did it in Miami. God. Like you're just at midfield running, and all of a sudden here's some infield dirt. Like yeah. San Diego too, maybe the old yeah, uh, yeah. San Walcom. Diego and San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I played there in college, and it's a hell of a thing. Like kick returners. That like must you, be so bizarre. It is. Well, and it just, it's, it's, I know guys are complaining, but I'm telling you, it's so much better than it used to be. We would play on turf sometimes where you could see, yeah, like not a little gap, like they're talking about seams. There would be like a two to three inch gap between the 10 yard line and the 11 yard line where the turf met together. And underneath it was just concrete. It was cement, yeah. So if you were running and you, you put your toe into that seam, thanks for coming. It's actually, well, not only that, the, the seam thing I didn't know. Yeah. It's, but, the the if you've never been on the original the old artificial turf oh my god dude you're right it, it was like a thin layer of turf over cement yes. it is hard as a rock yes and Dangerous. shockingly hard yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> and and when in the old cleats that we had we didn't wear cleats we wore turf shoes with these little nubs on them and i don't know if you know what nubs and carpet do together but think about velcro the the worst video you can ever see i i don't remember what his name was he it was it was in the old vet I think it was the Phillies and, and, and Bears. It might have been Mike Quick. 
you can you can find it. A receiver goes up for Philadelphia and he goes to jump for a pass. And as he's going up, his toes get caught in one of the seams and both of his knees dislocate and blow out. You can see it. He just, as he goes up, someone like the, the turf just grabs him and is like, nope, you're staying here. And both knees explode simultaneously in a non contact. And that's what we played on. Mm. The turf in mm. Syracuse um, was so bad that we wouldn't, like, you, it, it hurt to stretch on. It was so sharp and abrasive that when we went out for pregame and you went to stretch, we couldn't, you couldn't lay down on the turf. It hurt so bad. So we were like, this is seriously what they play on. And they're like, yeah. So after the game, just you had no skin on your forearms or on your shins. We were getting like neoprene. We were trying to find, I think the our guy like went to like Dick Sporting Goods or something and tried to buy neoprene sleeves for your forearms and your and your calves and shins because the the normal stuff we wear, it didn't matter. The turf cut right through it. And that's Syracuse played on that for years. Yeah. And that's crazy. Just, and that's how it was. So I know it's not great. But I'm telling you, the stuff they have now is a thousand times well, better than it used to be. The other thing is, last year it felt like I forget which team it was. It might have been the Chiefs. They they were hesitant to change out their the cleats, their little shoesies. Yep. And it's like, why? Everybody's yep. slipping all over the place. Yep. Change them out. Yep. Or why don't you wear them in the first place? You know, it's going to be slick. Yeah. I and wonder if this year the Chiefs that could be an advantage for the Chiefs, don't you think? Yeah, if having done it last year, they're they'll be ready for field conditions more so than the Niners. Would well, be. and hopefully the field in Vegas is going to be a lot better. We know that the practice field for the the 49ers sucks, but so far we haven't heard boo from the the yeah. the Chiefs. So I feel like it's a problem every year. I'm hoping the field's okay because it sucks. I do remember last year the Eagles tackles like trying to anchor and literally just being on roller skates, yeah. and I'm not that doesn't no one loses the game because of that, but. You try blocking uh, Chris Jones when you can't dig your feet into the ground. I well, mean, that's that's All it stupid. takes is one person to, like you said, rip up a knee, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's a bigger issue than it even is now. Uh, the NFL will tell you that there is no empirical data that artificial turf causes more injuries. <laughs> Just like the NBA says that rest doesn't matter. Well, I don't know about more injuries, whatever. It's more. But you, you have Travis Kelsey blow out his knee because of your turf in the Super Bowl with 150 million people watching. Yeah. I don't care which surface has more. That's... That's going to be an issue for the NFL. Yeah. Imagine Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. You imagine the third play of the game. Mahomes goes back, plants his foot to the ground. Slips and breaks his leg. Slips, the leg goes, and then we're like, Well, imagine it's Kelsey, and then all the Swifties has voice of reason to be like, wait, hold on a second. (laughs) Now, why is it that that the most important game in the world wouldn't have the best grass ever? And then we can't explain that to them. And you think Roger Goodell would like showing up to his New York City offices the next day with all those Swifties (laughs) out there protesting? Yeah, you think Portnoy is a problem. Wait for those Swifties. That's right. (laughs) I do enjoy all the, the, I just hope Taylor's boyfriend has fun and all the different shirts that people are putting out there. Yeah, there's some fun. All right. um, More on the Super Bowl later this week. Now, we're going to have to get to NBA trade deadline talk tomorrow. Who could be dealt? The Ravens, we'll we'll wrap up the hour with this. The Ravens are expected to make a very interesting hire, and it's about time. That's next on The Fan. All right, a little uh, Grammys talk coming up in the club, but uh, one last notable notation from the NFL of note is that uh, the Ravens, now it's interesting that the Ravens are the first to do this. We've talked about this before. We have talked about this. We have, we have, we, 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 you and I, we, on this show, have access to a prominent football coach. His name is Dan Lanning. And he comes on our show every week during the college football season. Okay. Yes. He's the one guy we talk to, uh, uh, coach wise. 
we've asked him about this, and he was kind of vague about it, but said that he has people on his headset that are keeping an eye on his game management. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens has gone as far have gone as far today as to hire a game management coach. Yes, that will be his sole purpose. And this, we've been waiting for this. Like this was only a matter of time. It's like somebody is going to value game management enough that they are going to hire a guy just for that. And the Ravens are the first to do it. And it's no surprise that it's the Ravens because I feel like the Ravens, as much as they've been raked over the coals over the last week because of their game plan against the Chiefs. That is a pretty forward-thinking organization and staff. And they know him. He was their special teams coordinator for, like, 10 years, and then he retired. He was Denver's interim coach in, in like, 2022. So he's he's a smart guy. He's a well-respected guy. His name is Jerry Rosberg. Yeah. And, I, I mean— it, So I don't know what he's going to do. Well, well, I mean, I do know what he's going to do, but I feel like that's a, that's a weird one. Um, just because things happen really fast during the game. Sure. And I also wonder how often a coach or coaches would just ignore him. Ignore, yeah. Well, ignore him. But it's it's one of those things. Like, let's say, I mean, I, I'm not putting this on the Ravens, but like with the Lions thing, right? My guess is that he's going to be a guy, and his whole purpose is like when, hey, if we get the ball back, I need he needs to to know, you know, whether that's a card. He, you know, he needs to know can we run out the clock. You know, with with yeah. the amount of timeouts they have, can we run out the clock? Or, hey, I need to burn 14 seconds. So you need to tell your quarterback, hey, man, you know, bleed four seconds. I don't care if you go back six yards every time. We need to bleed off four seconds. Right. There's things like that that, you know, you know, hey, we need to get a playoff here before the two-minute warning. Or right. don't call a timeout here. You know, like with the uh, – that was the one on, on – uh, when they allowed Kansas City to go for it. Had – with with the um, on that third and and what of a, a eleven right the that that basically Baltimore allowed Kansas City to throw the ball due to poor clock management. It was Be- the ba- it was misuse of a timeout. Misuse of a timeout. Yeah, and it's like right you're, you're talking in Dan Campbell's headset just saying hey reminder whatever you do keep all three timeouts that's a possession keep yeah, them we have to have it cannot burn a have to have it no matter what yeah. hey you know he hears on the clock hey we're running the ball no 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 we can't do that because if we don't get in then we're we're hooped you you can't do that you know so there, there there's things like that that yeah. you would think that having a guy whose whole mission especially a guy that's been around the league a lot now whether or not you listen to him i don't know but to at least have that voice in your ear and he has no other responsibility Dude, for a league that again makes a gajillion dollars, what are they paying that guy? A couple hundred grand? Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't know why more teams don't do this yes. or haven't yet, and they probably will because it seems smart. Yes, I would love. So kudos to the Ravens. I would love in a time of crisis, and believe me, having been there, that is crisis. Like people have no idea how chaotic it is when you're down in those two minute situations, and and you've got multiple plays that you have to you, to 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 get in at one time, the offensive coordinator is having to think a couple, a uh, couple snaps ahead. You got all these different scenarios. You're running guys in and out of, you know, different formations. I mean, it is chaotic and I don't care as a head coach. If you're people like, how can a head coach be so bad at clock management? I'm like, you exist in that world of chaos and tell me if something doesn't slip through the cracks. So to have someone completely removed from all of that, that has no other responsibility, I would, I, I would want that. I would so, want that. I too. think any job would, right? 
like let's say in, in the military, right? If you're in the fog of war and bullets are flying over your head and you've got a guy in your earpiece that can see everything from the 30,000 foot view and he's not there taking bullets and he can be calm and his whole purpose is to just try to feed you good intel. Wouldn't that make sense? And yet, you know, here we are, and this is supposed to be like some sort of like, oh my God, the revolutionary, ra- revolutionary. Yeah, it's like Buck in our show, you know. Yeah, like he's our game management coach when he's paying attention. Is that right? Well, supposed to, you're supposed to be. Not well, yeah, break by the great way. At it, but yeah. Yeah. I don't want to break. Well, see, there's the coach ignoring yeah. mm-hmm. the game Ex- management. Exactly. Well, I want to see the first time that Harbaugh throws the game manager under the bus. I never heard yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is fault. He's the one that told me to do this. Well, and also, I would imagine it would be pretty easy to get fired as game management coach sure because there's a lot of things to consider and probably like you said an easy finger to point well and you're going to get blamed if the execution goes wrong that's what i mean you know like it's it's not, easy, not just if you made the right choice it's, it's an if, easy guy to blame yeah yeah it's like that's the guy that screwed it up yeah jerry <laughs> blame the his game old, management blame, dork blame his old ass he doesn't know what he's doing i just never find a situation is made worse by more information more information more clear information I don't know how that can be a bad thing. Is it paralyzing, though, to some of those coaches if they have too much? Look, I mean... It, like, can, it shouldn't be, right? You can do paralysis by analysis, but at the same time, I mean, just having someone clearly thinking, hey, you, whatever happens here, you can't do this. Hey, whatever happens here, you well, can't burn a timeout. Hey, we can't burn enough. You know, there, there's not enough here that we can burn this clock. Or in Kansas City, hey, it's 3rd and 11. We can throw the ball here because there's no difference in a in a... In a run or a pass, as far as the clock goes, to me, that that argument wouldn't apply because, and it holds no water because all of these things are important. Yeah, I mean, you you can't like these are critical little things in a fo- you know, that may seem little, but they're critical. Yeah, in the outcome of games, and if they're too overwhelming, then you're in over your head. And if there's too yeah, if there's too many of them, so be it. Yeah. That that's. These are important elements of winning the game. I know Dan Lanning has told us before, he's like, those headsets are chaotic. Yeah. I get that. And it's probably going to be more chaotic with the game management it. guy, but you, but these are important things yeah. to get in. Yeah. One of my So I'm not just going to leave it out because the headset's chaotic. One of my favorite quotes that I ever heard was from my old crusty ass offensive line coach. And you know, you'd get you'd be getting your ass worn out by someone who was way better, <laughs> way better than you. And you'd come to the sideline and you'd be like, dude, that, that dude's just kicking my ass. And he would look at you and be like, I understand. It's hard. and do it. Like, there's no, sometimes stuff's just hard. Like, and it, you're right. Either you, either we find someone else to try or you figure out a way to get it done. But they I can I only do, really serve one ass. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate that argument of it's a tough job. Well, that's why you get paid millions of dollars. And when you don't do a good job, your ass gets fired. Sometimes things at the highest level are quite challenging. All right, let's get to some Grammys talk and follow up on the spunky old broad poll question. <laughs> yeah. I have the results. Uh, it is 5.59. The club is next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 